Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome to our show. Today we discussed about user experience, how you can set up yours, how you can check out, how you can improve it. Because today, without user experience, it's hard to go ahead. It's hard to develop your website. It's hard to grow your business. That's why I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Daniel Lay. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. Thanks for having me in your show, Anatoly. Yeah, for me, it's a big pleasure because uh, I pay a lot of attention to UX and sometimes I can ignore other elements, for example, technical optimization or anything else. Uh, because, you know, I found that when we have limited resources, uh, it's better to consider your strong side. And uh, for me, UX is more important than many other aspects. Without you, UX, it's hard to get any results. That's why I pay uh, a lot of attention to this element. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about UX. Yeah, well, so my name is Daniel. I'm based in Bonn in Germany, and um, I'm in the digital space for more than 20, 23 years now. Uh, I started as a visual designer back then, but very early, I think uh, in, in 2003, I, I had my first contacts with what is today called user experience. So um, I, I was designing Expedia in that time and we were testing with real users to enhance and optimize the conversion of the, the booking engine. So that was, uh, when we had the first usability tests running and, and where we were starting also to measure success of changes we had. Um, back then we were also starting with the first A-B testings, which today still is not common, but it should be. So that is where my experience started and where my heart um, in, in, in regards to UX uh, gr growth uh, has grown uh, more and more. So. Um, in that time, I was working with an agency. Um, we were also creating a software product for the travel industry. And we were um, being bought by Amadeus, which is today, I guess, one of the largest uh, software companies for the travel industry. And um, in the last few years there, I led UX for the German, Austrian, and Swiss market, uh, the UX and design team and uh, trying to integrate holistic UX processes uh, in my business unit. And uh, since one and a half year, um, or one and a half years ago, I left Amadeus to follow my own venture, which is called like Kickstart Yes, uh, which is a starter kit for design systems. And of course, this is also fully driven um, with my holistic UX approach. We, we, we really lift this in our whole DNA with the team. Yeah, love it, love it. Awesome. Uh, okay, can you tell where to start? Uh, uh, let me ask it another way. For example, uh, we know, uh, interesting question, uh, an egg or uh, or a chicken. Uh, what about UX, text or design? You know, because I found that many marketers can tell the difference. 
uh, ways uh, someone with uh, design background can tell, of course, design. Someone with writing this uh, background can tell, no, you need to write text. By the way, I like to write text more. Uh, from your perspective, where to start? What is the most important element where uh, need to be foundation of all this, of all content uh, to satisfy UX? I, I would say uh, uh, nothing of it. It's just part of the whole <laughs> process. It starts mm -hmm. with a conversation, a conversation mm -hmm. with your users, and yeah. even a conversation with your business, because that UX thing is not something you do for for self-living, um, you want to reach goals. You want to maybe extend your business. You want to make more revenue in the end. So that's ultimately the goal to reach. And how to reach that better is by doing research. And, and, and this, to me, is where everything starts. It starts. It's the conversation with the users or with your customers. And um, yeah. And the design, the visual design of this, that part, the texts and content, it's all part of the piece. It's all a matter for the, for the whole holistic success of it. So, mm -hmm. so there's no um, this first or that first. <laughs> it's yeah. a whole team, it's a team sport. So yeah. in, in the end, you need, yeah, you need every party to make the whole product or service a success. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let's talk about how to research uh, users, customers to understand their pain points, problems, because I see uh, when uh, webmasters uh, usually use generic data from tools, online studies, the average data, uh, it might help, but uh, each case is different, unique, and uh, we have unique selling proposition, and customers are different, have different mindset. Can you tell about how to learn customers before creating content? Of course, this strongly depends, as you've just said. It's, it's a matter of the context. Um, but anyways, there's, to me, the mixture counts. So having a, a little bit of qualitative research in regards to talking to users, making interviews, um, uh, and of the course, uh, and on the other hand, of course, um, a quantity research. So you have some tools to track the user to generate more quantity data, and and often, let's let's for example, there's a tool uh, called Hotjar. So it's a, a tool where you can track user sessions and record user sessions on the web. Um, often you might see patterns and you find patterns, but sometimes you have data where you might not come up with, a, um, with an idea on how to solve that problem. You just see there's a problem, but then you need to talk to the people to get more insights about what is that problem. So I, I would say it strongly depends. Sometimes it, it depends on the case. So if you wanna, wanna measure which button better uh, is more successful, depending on the, on the label, you might run an A-B test. So you have rather the button with continue as a label or buy. And then you will quickly see which is more performant. But um, in more complex cases, you, you need to, um, to talk to your users. And then again, mm -hmm. measure and maybe measure before and then talk. So it's, it's quite a mixture. 
often. Yeah, got it. Uh, I think, yeah, personalization is a must have today because uh, 10 years ago, uh, when I started my online journey, I didn't care about personalization, about users because competition was low. Uh, and uh, But today, when we have, uh, if I remember correctly, like one point. 8 billion websites online that want to get traffic sales so you need to personalize as maximum as possible especially when we have uh, big competitors i don't know amazon youtube uh, pinterest many others so who uh, and these competitors uh, occupy the top 10 results so it's better to find the right strategy uh, can you tell about another aspect that many websites ignore simplicity because you know for example if i open apple.com i see a only iphone on the first screen nothing else no just uh, two words probably a few words i don't remember uh, exactly but a few words uh, quote uh, make difference uh, uh, but uh, many other websites they are trying to submit a lot of text a lot of information products and uh, I often see websites that list almost all their products uh, in the home page. You know, when users open this page, they don't know what to do, how to buy. Uh, uh, that's why Apple simplify user experience. Can you tell about simplicity? Uh, for example, I know my customers' pain points. They need to know my reviews, portfolio, I don't know, uh, prices, uh, delivery, anything. Uh, but I can't submit all this information in the home page uh, or uh, product page. Can you tell how to choose priorities and simplify content? Um, again, and I, and I guess I will, will, will say this more often in our dialogue, it depends. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. I, 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 I had some cases where like the customer does know that most of his clients do not visit the page through the homepage. So lots of traffic, uh, uh, let's say on that website. So the, the client could completely sell placements on his homepage to B2B customers because he had quite some numbers so he can make money with that. But he did know that most customers or, or potential interests, um, they, they hit the page through Google and landing deep on, on a landing page and not even touching the homepage. So the homepage yeah. could be noisy and it doesn't bother anyone. But... Um, in, in regards, because people and, and the real um, potential customers end up on landing pages. And those landing pages then are simple. They rely on the information towards that explicit product. And, and um, what I just can say from, from like hundreds of user tests I, I participated uh, or I did even... Um, 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 uh, where I, I was leading the test is that people really do not like to read much. Yeah. <laughs> so simplicity is key. And it's not only about like, like Google or, or, or Apple who really master that field. It's really about to learn um, in that ongoing continuous conversation with your customer, um, what is really important to him. So is it also simplifying text, headlines, descriptions. What are the inform key informations that your user want to aggregate and then react on that and simplify it? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I remember one study that shared uh, only 5% of all books are read. Uh, in most cases, people start and stop uh, quit reading. Uh, and uh, it's the same with any content. Uh, like 50-80% uh, of all websites uh, uh, users bounce for a few seconds so because uh, they don't want to read and uh, you know if users can transfer this uh, text directly to their mind they probably do <laughs> uh, that's why it's important today to write text non-boring text for example once I had conversation with Jim Edwards and he worked uh, in Business Insider for 10 years, he uh, he started on this company from scratch, then sold this company for $500 million, 1,000 employees, uh, and uh, he told me about their success, uh, that it depends on writing non-boring text. Because, uh, for example, if I open Jack London, you know, I can read uh, eight hours without stop. I can forget about a meal about uh, water about anything you know i can live on this uh, adventure new adventure uh, he, he wrote all these awesome books 100 years ago and uh, yeah i think it's important to write non-boring text uh, that people are interested to read it doesn't matter what kind of niche you have it, it might be uh, business um, anything for example many business books are good for sleeping now when you have the problem with sleep you can open this book read before night and you will sleep all, all night you know <laughs> so you don't need to take any pills uh, anything um, okay no I found uh, on your experience that you uh, have had experience manager and managing director UX strategy can you tell about UX strategy how to create uh, UX strategy uh, and uh, stand out from the rest. Yeah, so what I um, said in the beginning um, that you really need to be clear about business goals. Mm -hmm. So, and that's where where also UX strategy starts. It's like there there is a whole bunch of methods out there how to research, how to um, test things. Uh, um, um, well, well, whereas user experience is somehow scientific, is a scientific approach. And there's also an ISO norm um, explaining that. But anyways, um, if you want to make sure to reach your goals, that's where to start. So also talking of stakeholders, which kind of management is involved, which, which language do they speak? So I need to mm -hmm. adapt. And that's important for my strategy. So there are often really great UX folks out there and they talk UX straight, but they cannot talk the management talk. So that is important to, to get to know because as a UX or as a team who wants to do proper UX, um, you, you need to talk to your company stakeholders plus all your users you want to serve. And it's not because your C-level management does not care about the user. They just care about revenue. Yeah. So, and, and, it, and you need to understand that. And, um, and that's where it starts. And then it's about, okay, how can, we, how can we have the biggest impact on our targeted goal? Is it revenue or maybe it's user engagement? And in the end, it's all about revenue, what, in my experience. So, but, mm -hmm. but 
while I was working in e-commerce all my time somehow. Um, mm -hmm. And then you can decide together with the team, okay, what do we need to enhance? What do we need to create? Let's thinking of product features. Um, and it's important to have the product manager on board all the time being convinced of the approach. And in the best case, the product manager is, is pairing with the UX expert in the team for the best result. And then you can decide, okay, what's the best strategy? Which data do we need? Where do we get the data? Do we need to, to run interviews? Do we need to run um, um, more data-driven approaches, uh, like a, a survey with the target group? And also think, really thinking about what is our customer segment um, and how, do we, how, how can we start the best conversation with that customer segment? And um, how is our product performing today already in that terms? Is it rather producing a new product or feature or is it enhancing a part of the feature? Or is it maybe decommissioning something to simplify something? So, mm -hmm. and that's, so it's a full strategical approach where you then in, in the most, let's say, smallest steps iterate on what's, what's better in terms of my goals. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. super important to, to have measurement processes uh, um, set up mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. It's better to measure before uh, doing something. But uh, I found another aspect that important, uh, intuition, you know, when you have experience, when you know how things work, and sometimes uh, we can't uh, measure anything, uh, or for example, it's hard to measure, or uh, the numbers that we get can be different. Uh, so, and I found we can use intuition, I remember, when uh, Jeff Bezos on his meeting, uh, when he got research about a new product uh, and uh, the research team told him we need to spend more time to uh, over research and he replied to them, no way guys, <laughs> we need to test it, we need to analyze, we need to launch the first version to learn from mistakes and go ahead so it's like intuition uh, and um, i think uh, uh, many businesses ignore intuition uh, because nobody knows what actually will work so it takes time to analyze uh, and i remember one interesting quote um, if you get uh, awesome feedback after the first launch that means you launched this product uh, too late <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i was i, I was thinking uh, of, of this as well just just uh, right now yeah and i i wouldn't say intuition is bad in that process so there can be an idea uh, uh, some feeling from out of your guts <laughs> and um, it's rather to to test this quickly and that's where this a fail fast approach the term fail fast comes from it's not about failing in the end it's about learning and yeah. and, 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 and but but anyway that's what i do not like about the term is because failing is okay and and uh, and you need to fail fast to not to to burn too much money in the end but of course in intuition you can follow your intuition but you need to also, again, then check, and maybe that's then the strategic or systematic yeah. thinking approach. How can I check this with the 
minimum effort. We see minimum mm-hmm. invest. So, and, yeah, and, I agree. And that's I agree. How to learn fast? And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. And and anyways, it's super important to somehow also really um, from all the results, if you measure what to make out of it. So you can also make or can can have uh, a wrong analysis or the analysis pointing you towards something which looks super promising, but in the end is also not working as expected. So it's, yeah. it's measuring is, is great. Um, uh, learning from the measurement and then analyzing and deciding what to do next is also mm-hmm. somehow an, uh, a quite uh, quite uh, interesting and thoughtful process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall... you remind me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you remind me interview with Shaquille O'Neal. He uh, uh, he is one of the best uh, basketball players, and mm-hmm. someone asked him about failure, uh, and he replied uh, that uh, for him uh, he always fails when he uh, started something new. Uh, he always fails, but he doesn't feel it's failure. It feels like uh, education, learning, because you can't go ahead without failures. Uh, and in the beginning, uh, it's the part of the process. Then uh, you can uh, keep learning from failures and go ahead. For me, yeah, failing only brings new experience, nothing else. Um, Daniel, I have the question about management. Uh, can you tell how to manage uh, people? For example, uh, in SEO field, uh, I usually manage more than uh, create content, than provide link building campaigns, because I found many people on my team are much better than me. They are better uh, on link building, on content creation. They're better in design, many other aspects, but I can manage them to create a cohesive product. Can you tell about management in UX, uh, how to manage uh, people uh, and uh, tell more about a team that you need to have uh, to uh, create uh, complete products? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I would say in, in lots of organizations you have that ux team or you have a design team and there is a combination of like information architects uh, usability engineering ux design and so on and so on but that is rather the the expertise or the expert domain or what in, in lots of companies nowadays it's called the community of practice and um i guess well, I, I, I would say my approach was all the time that really have the, the experts, UX experts inside their teams, the, in their feature or product teams, and, and then really leading them on a, on a or co- rather on a coach, a coaching approach. So, so because every team maybe has different products to care about, different goals, and they needed to make best uh, make the best uh, out of that uh, team and product together with that team because as said ux is a team sport so and then it's rather of um, management wise to really see and and um, appoint the right um, resources to their dedicated teams to have a, to have that set up well and then overall like care about the um, 
overarching UX vision for that organization. Say, okay, my because I'm your manager in the line organization, I, I'm the one getting the budget for training, uh, for, for trainings, workshops, um, um, maybe I'm, I'm the, uh, the interface between C-level uh, and you, and I will translate what you, because I know from you, you do not like to talk that management talk, so I do that for you. And maybe you can mm -hmm. learn then with me together how to talk that and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's rather uh, like orchest orchestrating the, the yeah. team within the whole organization. Uh, can you tell how to encourage people to create high quality products, to spend more time, uh, to focus? For example, no, even more about focus, iPhone, uh, when you have a lot of things to do, uh, but when your resources are limited, for example, two hands, that's it. And uh, yeah, uh, I usually tell, okay, if we can't do all this stuff, let's choose priorities uh, and create much better uh, results with priorities. Skip or delegate the rest. Uh, if we can't delegate, let's skip it. We can't do uh, everything. Can you tell about uh, focus, priorities, and encouragement? How to tell your... Uh, uh, employees, people, uh, that uh, it's better to choose priorities uh, and encourage them to uh, create high-quality products. Um, yeah, I guess it's 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 again like a process of um, experiencing that. Mm -hmm. So it, you only can do a quality wax if you also experience um, the things. So let's say if um, if the product manager um, prioritizes uh, differently than maybe the UX and dev team together, um, may maybe it's time for let the product manager join one of the user tests and maybe also share with him the user pain, not only having the recording from the usability tests, really let him live be there, uh, um, be your guests when, when you run that test. So he can really sense and feel the pain of the user, maybe of something he prioritized and which was not the best prioritization in regards to um, the UX uh, or product success, let's say. Um, mm -hmm. And, and I, I would say this is overall super essential. And in, in terms of digital products, it's, I, I just can recommend talk and work hand in hand with developers. They have so mm -hmm. many great ideas. It's not only the designers. The designers come up with these shiny, shiny, nice looking things, but the superpower is together with the developers. And still mm -hmm. also in Agile, in, in lots of companies working Agile, um, I still see that, that design is an upfront process. It's not really hand in hand. There's some pieces are designed and then they're thrown over to the devs and they do somehow rank and 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 um, uh, measure the efforts on, on on what is okay and in budget in terms of what they can can code in, within that sprint but uh, the best results are when you just from the scratch work with developers and that's for lots for, for design people really something they also have to learn 
talking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with talking to developers, understanding developers, and then really working and collaborate with developers from day one. And on yeah. the other hand, developers need to learn that as well. But that's yeah. the good thing. What I what I do also see within the design system uh, space and community, which is having lots of momentum nowadays, is that 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 is really one one field of expertise where this is happening and, mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. ending in, in great results. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you clarify more about uh, this uh, sentence? Own a design system without investing years of development. You know, I, I want to save my years of development. I know for me, time is the most uh, valuable uh, asset that I have because I can lose money, I can lose properties and get back them, you know. Uh, but uh, I can't get back my time. That's why I usually uh, today uh, pay a lot of attention how I spend my time. Can you tell more how to save? years you know uh, on investing uh, with your design system because you know it's interesting i want uh, when you have some templates uh, or anything else uh, you need to personalize them you need to create something unique so tell how you decide such issue and uh, provide this design system yeah basically like a design system um is, is like the um a collection of all the design decisions baked in a component library for your organization. And normally an organization who owns a design system or who has at least the need for design system has many, many touch points. And um, you want to have a consistent look and feel of all your touch points. Plus you want to maybe create new touch points. And um, without the design system, you every time have to start the development from the UI from the scratch. You need to recreate the button, a card, uh, form labels, and so on and so on. And the design system is there to, to have that consistent library, which is in the best case, even agnostic to all your products. And, but, but that comes with a price because uh, developing such a design system is really, really time um, intense because those components need to fulfill more complex criteria than maybe for a throwaway product, which comes out from, from uh, Webflow or Wix.com or whatsoever. So you want to have, a, um, 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 you want to care about accessibility, you want to have good maintenance across all those components you need to, to, um, to have. And um, that's, that's, basically the problem we want to tackle with kickstart.ds. So have a mm-hmm. code first starter kit for all those basics to which, which you can, and it's open source. Um, uh, and you can start with it, um, start coding your design system based on kickstart.ds. And it's um, where you can really stay, save that uh, years of investment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, yeah. because initially like really, it's a little bit analog to, to UX. When, when starting UX in a larger organization, you need to convince stakeholders on the interest in UX. You need to explain why UX is important, why you make UX on the long run saves money. Um, and it's pretty analog with design systems. You need to convince all the stakeholders that it's 
it's better to rely on a design system than to recreate it every time. And um, um, and uh, you you need to get the budget therefore. And then that's... yeah, I agree. <laughs> yes, sometimes you need to tell. Please open your big pocket. You know, wallet. Uh, uh give money because without <laughs> this investment it's hard to go ahead so but you know uh, stakeholders understand uh something like this when they invest x they want to get 2x back you know or something like this so <laughs> that's why you need to measure anything to tell what kind of results we can predict by doing this so yeah great yeah, yeah and, and it's also a, a big topic uh, in in the design system space how to measure my return invest and um, what i often try to explain like the decision makers um to say it's it's similar like in design system is an internal tool you it's it's like your office structure your infra it's an infrastructural tool you you optimize working processes when creating products. So you have uh, maybe you have Slack, maybe you have Teams, whatsoever. It's a software you pay for um, to optimize processes, and it's similar to a design system. So it's quite yeah. hard to measure the return on invest. Um, Let's talk about common mistakes. Can you tell what mistakes businesses do and your ways how? Well, much better way. So, sorry, I, I didn't uh, didn't got your question. This was noise. Yeah. Someone decided to yeah to stop this podcast again. Nobody saw that. Uh, I mentioned something about common mistakes. Can you tell? what mistakes businesses do and uh, how to find a much better way uh, without these mistakes. I would say like lots of uh, companies do not um, um, really structureize the process of having that conversation with customers to, to really make the most out of that learning. What I often see is like, okay, there's an ambitious UX expert and he's um, he convinced people in a company to start that conversation and to learn from the users. And whenever that, uh, um, that uh, guy or girl is leaving that team, the team stops doing that. So, and that is a big mistake. The team teams should somehow um, um, adapt that kind of thinking and maybe it's not perfect because they are not the experts anymore and if the company does not have enough ux experts uh, to join in all the teams but it's it's still better to do it um, not in the perfect scientific way um, it's still better than not doing anything or then stopping that conversation yeah i think that's a broad mistake yeah, for me, yeah, doing is more important than learning. You know, you can read 100 books how to play soccer, but if you don't play soccer, if you don't hit the ball a thousand times, how you can beat Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo or even mediocre players, you know, because uh, it, 
uh, I think most sportsmen spend more time uh, by doing than uh, learning how to play, how to do something. And I, I see the same mistake in marketing when companies uh, spend more time by uh, learning. But uh, it's interesting that we have short uh, memory. We can forget about anything for a few days. I can forget for a few hours. Give me some knowledge, I can forget. Uh, that's why I usually make notes. Uh, I usually uh, implement uh, even uh, if I'm not sure how it works. So it's better to implement, to try it. Yeah, like this. Daniel, I have the question about uh, let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What will you do today to learn more about uh, UX? Um, yeah, there's, of course, a handful of, of books, which I would recommend to read and, and also to reread it over time, because um, there's this, there's one famous books, which, uh, book, which is called Lean UX by Jeff Gotthelf, which is already like more than 10 years old. And when I first read it, I thought, that yeah, sounds good. I want to try out. Um, but it's so dense in terms of what is described there that you really need to gain lots of experience. And then when you reread it once, you, you notice, ah, that maybe he, he meant this. So I wasn't experienced enough to really understand when reading on the first hand. And that's with quite some books. Um, it's it's um, also just be open to try out and learn. And, and look for someone around you from out of your network who is really experienced, who can be your mentor, right? So, so I'm also participating in the German uh, UPA, which is like User Professionals Association, and I'm a mentor there, and they have an official mentoring program. So there is also, meanwhile, the, the associations try to connect young stars with, um, with more experienced people. Mm -hmm. but, uh, if you do not have that chance still, UX, all the UX people I know, they really like to share their learnings because it's yeah. like part of that mindset. It's about continuous learning and you only can, sh can really learn when someone is sharing their thoughts. And, and hence, I would say everyone adapts that and, and, and also likes to share, share his learnings. Um, and, and that is super essential. And of course, yes, uh, at least you can study things, but it's, it's also lots of try, fail and error and go and uh, again, stand off the ground and, and retry. Yeah, yeah, nice. Love it, love it. Daniel, it's a big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you, tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Yeah, sure. So you, of course, you can hit uh, Kickstart Yes on Twitter and you can, can, can hit me and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. I guess uh, you, you might link that in the show notes. So 
yeah yeah i will uh, guys you can find uh, all the links in show notes uh listen us on apple google spotify thanks again for your time a big pleasure you know i love all your insights uh, uh, your passion about that so uh, i love learning from passion people who can share their experience uh, interested insights guys you need to follow on twitter daniel because you can see a lot of value okay guys love you see you Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.